This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We discuss all the joys, magnificence, and beauty that is the martial art of Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me today is... Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solano McDaniel, third Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. Alright, we're eating food. That's sort of a theme of this <laughs> show also. Yeah. Yeah, we don't purposefully do this, just we don't have a lot of time. So that's what ends up happening an awful lot. We're Frosty Queen today. Apologies for the mouth sounds. We're enjoying burgers and fries and other such things. So, But if you're into ASMR, you're welcome for the mouth sounds. (laughs) Yeah, most people aren't into the... Put your headphones on. The the smacking. (laughs) So what are we we talking about? Today... Did we tease this one last time? I think think we we did, yeah. So people might know, but... Yeah. So today we're talking about a Timmy. What it is, what's for, if it's important, why it's important, how it works, and all such manner of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, did someone bring this up? Was this something that uh, was Maya Solano McDaniel did? Uh, oh yeah. So, okay. I She's did. one of our patrons. <laughs> and. Uh, not anymore. Thank you to our Patreon. Yes, thank you very much for our Patreon. Yeah, yeah. and uh, also spe- special shout out to Ted Rose. I don't know if he's gonna hear this sooner or later because I know he's working his way through our podcast episodes. But um, he was nice enough to give us a fairly large donation. So and so because of that fairly large donation, everyone else is going to uh, get some better sound because we're gonna buy some new microphones and new stuff's coming. And we're also talking about getting something made for the patrons and then other people if they're interested. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I asked a question um, how this came up because I'm just interested as, um, you know, why it was something that you thought that we should talk about or you thought other people might want to be, might be interested in. Yeah, well, I think, like, I don't know. I feel like I've seen it a lot online on, like, on Reddit and on uh, the Facebook Aikido groups um, that I see that I'm on. Um, it seems like a, a really... Uh, pertinent question right now as like a lot of people are kind of starting to branch outside of Aikido and trying to figure out what martial arts are and how they fit together and um, Atemi seems to be coming up a lot because people are branching out into uh, striking martial arts and you know boxing being one of those things and so they see that and they're like oh it's it's an Atemi um, and and trying to figure if that's something that's more important or less important in Aikido, so, well, that, so that's kind of where it came right. from. So then let's set this up for people who maybe don't know uh, what Utemi is and, and um, yeah, I mean, what it is and how it's used So and, and, and why or why not, why it might be what they think or it might not be. What they think of the it. thing they think it is. Yeah. yeah. So, a timmy, um, for just simplification, it means striking, striking something, for something to be struck. Um, the something specifically talked about in the word a timmy is a body, uh, a human body. So, um, it's from the root ataru, which is like to, to strike, and then me is your body, and so it's something that strikes the body. Um, body strike. Yeah, and so like, when we hear about striking the body, we probably immediately start thinking about like punching and kicking. And while that would be a timmy, um, a timmy's also an arrow hitting someone. It's also a sword hitting someone. It's also, I mean, that could be kitty, but but like it, it means just anytime a body is hit, like if a body's hit, that's a timmy. 
um, or an attempt to hit the body is an attempt to make an attempt. Okay. So, like, according to the, the definition of the, the Japanese word. Yeah, I didn't yes. look it up, and I don't want to be a spokesman for Japanese. But basically, it comes from, from the root syllable hitting, and then me, body, like to hit the body. Yeah. Got it. Um, and so when, when most people think of Utimi in, um, in Aikido, they, they, they have a very specific thing, I think, right? I mean, um, yeah. there are a specific set of things that they would, they would sure. see as, yeah. as what it is. So, I mean, I think, and this is like, you know, there's a, there's a quote, supposedly a quote from Yoshiba that he said, Aikido is 90% Atemi, or depending on who's repeating the quote, sometimes it's 80% Atemi or 50% Atemi, who knows, like there's all kinds of different, but basically that Yoshiba was saying a lot of Aikido is Atemi. And so when you hear that and you think of Atemi as being unarmed striking, it's very confusing because you immediately start thinking, um, oh, it's like boxing because like boxing is, you know, 100% Atemi or something, you know, like, um, and, the, and that's even arguable because like if boxing was 100% a Timmy. What about all the stuff where you're blocking and your footwork and right. your, you know, other things? There's other things Slipping, to boxing that's yeah. not just the hitting. Right. Um, and even something like boxing, where it's like, you know, it's all about striking the body uh, with your unarmed hand. It's like, boy, that would even be questionable for something like that. So, so really, the question is, what could he have meant by that? And I think this is a real confusing thing for people because people think when we're talking about a Timmy, we're meaning boxing of some sort, right? Kickboxing, yeah. you know, regular boxing, whatever. Um, I would just like to point out that I think as far as the word being used, that could also be fencing of some sort, right? That could also uh -huh. be a Timmy. Um, or if we were having archery at distance, that could be a Timmy, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so simply the, the desire to strike the body is a, a Timmy. Uh, and so how, how, how does this typically play out in, in Aikido? Um, I mean, are you, it's, it's, it, what I'm trying to get at is, is the, the thing that most people associate Aikido Atemi with. So most people associate Aikido Atemi with unarmed striking. With and so, sort of, yeah. so when they say stuff, you know, you hear this a lot in Aikido, like, oh, you know, if you were allowed to use Atemi, then the techniques would really work. Like, oh, the reason Aikido techniques don't work for you is because you don't use Atemi. Like, oh, Atemi is why Ueshiba was so successful and other Aikido people are not successful. This is the kind of stuff you hear a lot in the Aikido world. And yeah. so along with that comes the idea of now that everyone wants to talk about what's practical, how does Aikido become practical, right. then, then that's why they're like, oh, practical must be hitting something. That's what's making right. it practical. And you see some, like, you know, there'll be videos where it's like, um, do this technique, uh, you know, so-and-so does this technique, with a temi in it, and they're doing an Aikido technique of some sort and then adding punches, you know? Right. Adding punches into little spots here and there, like, you know, or you see that a lot, you know, they, they throw the person, they do the little finishing strike right. on them, right. you know, or like a kind of a karate chop to the yeah. face or something. Good old karate chop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, different, different from the ninja chop. Right. <laughs> not the judy chop, not, not the ninja chop, the Aiki chop. Aiki chop. Um, but well, if you haven't seen that, was that Jerry Springer? Uh, I can't remember. I can't. It's an old episode. There's this guy who's a self-proclaimed martial arts master, and he talks about how there's a Judy chop and a ninja chop and all these special kinds of martial art moves. But clearly, he's ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's pre-master Ken. Right, right. It, it is. Yeah, master Ken before master Ken. But he's a real guy. Um, well, I think you know that thing that you're getting back to sort of maybe points to what Chris was talking about because in the way that we practice, um, 
there's not a lot of attendees that we don't we don't really look at look at it. But it's all available. You know, I mean, I think that attendees available to you. That doesn't mean you have to use it, and it doesn't mean it's the um, thing you're you're trying for. Yeah. So the you know like. It's, it's really confusing because uh, I would agree, the way I see Aikido, I would agree with Ueshiba's statement that Aikido is, in large majority, I, uh, a Timmy. Um, because I think Aiki is largely in portion a Timmy. And I'll talk more about that in a second, but like, if you want to just talk about the strikes, like, you know, unarmed striking, if you think unarmed striking is the secret, um, sure, they will help, and there's lots of ways to play it out. But it's not really going to be this devastating skill that you, you think it is, right? And if, if you're thinking it is, regular Aikido training isn't going to teach you to do these things because we, we don't, don't do it all, right? right? right. So. I mean, that was, would be my big question is to the people that are saying um, that Atemi, when we talk about it, means unarmed striking, you know, basically punching. Like, right. Why don't we see that? Like, why has that not been a thing in any training, really, in any Aikido, mostly? You know, like, why wouldn't we spend more time in our training doing that? Right. You know, and from, you know, whichever, you know, main disciple. Right, <laughs> right, exactly Uishiba. right. Why and, wouldn't they all be super interested in that? Right, like, and, you know, I don't think we see that in nearly anything, you know? There's no punching drills, there's no, no. kicking drills. So, obviously, a temi maybe means something different than what we think. Think it means. Right, and and part of my criticism of people who are like, oh, if we just had a Timmy and Aikido, then it would be effective. My criticism is, um, if you think that will make your Aikido effective, then why not study an art that just does that, right? Like, so if you think that's what's missing, then just go learn to box, you know. And then people, you know, because people really want magic powers, that's what they really want. Um, they don't want to do that because they want to learn a, a magic way to punch someone. And the truth is, you know, there is no magic way to punch someone. It's just punching someone's punching someone. If you go learn to box, you'll learn how to hit someone really hard, right? Um, so if you think that's what it is, my criticism is, why don't you just learn to box, you know? And I was interested in that. I was learning to hit hard. So I did that and I learned Kung Fu. So I learned the supposed secret magic ways to hit, which that's another discussion. But, but like, you know, I learned all these things. And like, that's not what's lacking from Aikido, in, in my opinion. I, I really think nothing's lacking from Aikido other than live training. But, um... Yeah, I, you know, so and then let's talk about, you know, if Aikido is a system about Atemi and you believe Atemi is unarmed striking, what does Aikido have to offer? And it really has three unarmed strikes. Um, and maybe some other styles have a few different things going on, but essentially what we all share, what I would say as a whole makes us all doing Aikido, is Shomenuchi, Yokomenuchi, Ski, right? So Shomen, a strike to the front of the face, front of the head. Uh, Yokomanuchi, a strike to the side of the head, and ski, a thrust, usually munetsuki, done to the chest, a thrust to the chest. So that's what Aikido has to offer. Um, and there are, you know, if you look at, like, say, Saito Sensei's uh, Aikido, he has lots of other little atimis here and there, you know, like there's more to it than just those formal strikes, but formally what's taught are those three strikes, and so the question would be, why? And so it's funny, if, if you, which I think this is a lot of people's experience, when you learn those three main striking attacks, you go, why does this punch look so stupid? You know? Right. Why does it, why are we karate chopping yeah, to the Why side are we of the karate chopping? That's you know? a really good first question. Um, it's confusing and like there's a, a really basic, simple, oh, answer that I don't think everyone really universally hears and it makes it really confusing and it right. makes it look like we don't know how to hit. And I mean, part, that's partially true. 
Right. But because it's not, it's not, well, it's not unarmed hitting. Right. It's armed strikes. Right. Right. It's hitting with something in your hand. You know, and 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 people say this stuff all the time, and you know, people like to point out, like, you know, a yokeman's basically a haymaker, talking about unarmed strikes again. You know, and a ski is basically a punch, and a showman is basically a jab. Right. Like people like to say this kind of stuff a lot. Um, first of all, they're not. They're not those things. Um, do they share some similarities in motion? Yes, they do share some similarities in motion, especially like a, a haymaker. But like, that's not what they are. What they are is someone wanting to smash something in your face at a distance. Um, and that's that's why we see those kinds of strikes because ideally, if I have good ma'ai, you won't get close enough to me to, to throw a strike that's not a wild strike. And that wild strike, it's probably going to have something in your hand because it's a serious situation we have to deal with, right? It's not an unarmed conflict. It's a serious situation. So you pick something up, a vase, a frying pan, a toolbox, a screwdriver, a knife, a sword, or whatever might be around. You pick it up and you're going to smash it on me. Um, and that's where the strikes come from. Yeah. And I feel like that, especially the, the ski, makes so much more sense when you think of if it was someone with a, a knife in their hand, you know, instead right. of like... What's this weird low punch to the stomach that, like, is, you know, kind of very, like, um, long and drawn out, you right. know what I mean? From a long distance, lunging forward, like, who punches like that? Right. But if you think about if you had a knife in your hand and you were trying to, to, to stab somebody right or in the a gut. Or, or a, right, right, exactly. Right. It, it makes a lot more sense, you know? It's funny, you know, like, uh, there, there's so many pieces here to hit, but, like, you know, people go, oh, you know, like, I still, if I was stabbing someone, I wouldn't stab someone like that. Uh, and then people like to talk about uh, what's sometimes called the sewing machine, which is basically if I had a knife, it's like a prison stabbing, I would just quickly, repeatedly throw that hand over and over and over and over and over. That's a very valid attack. There's nothing wrong with that attack. Aikido does have some answers for that attack, but that attack is not the kind of attack that ski is. Ski is an attack in which I am able to keep my eye, I'm able to keep the distance I want. And in order to overcome that distance, you're going to have to make a large lunging strike. Meaning, I don't want to hit you back. And because I don't want to hit you back, then not saying I don't want to hit you back like I don't I morally have an obligation to not hit you back or something. What I'm saying is my goal in an Aikido situation is not to hit you back. And so because my, my uh, goal in an Aikido situation is not to hit you back, then that affords me the ability to keep moving away from you. And then you have to overcome that distance. And when you have to overcome that distance, that's what's going to make you take this wild shot. And I think like a lot of people would go like, it's really hard to wrap your, your brain around the idea of like the continuous movement thing portion of it that makes the strikes what they are. You know, those big long lunging strikes. And it, like I feel like until you've done a significant amount of Giwaza or Rondori or whatever, like you don't understand that like because everyone likes to say oh well i'll keep my feet under me if i were to strike or, you know i'll you know it'll be a really good solid one if i hit it's like yeah of course in an ideal situation but like when you're moving and you're trying to chase someone down and, and, and right, get to right. them like you end up taking these weird long lunging like movements to right. get to them before also, they move you also let your ego get to you and at a certain point you just go fuck it excuse my language yeah yeah and you throw a crazy shot because you get uh so amped up that you can't or you think that you're in a distance that you're not and you go for something you know because the other person has a better uh tact of of, no, of understanding my eye you know so yeah i think that's that's 100 percent true you know if if it's done correctly um you know the the nage should 
never really be in any trouble. And the Uke has to overcome a, a distance that he's that doesn't allow him to make those really nice, beautiful strikes that you would see right, right. in a boxing, right. uh, you know, in a in a ring or. An important thing to understand in a boxing match is in a boxing match, the boxer is there to box the other boxer. Both of them, the way in which they score, the way in which they win the bout, is to hit the other person. So that, by nature, means that we both have to be in distance for the other person to hit us in order for me to execute my technique. In Aikido, we're in a self-defense situation where when you want to get to that distance, I will move out of that distance. And then you will try to get to that distance, and I will move out of that distance. So like what Maya said, you know, like if you, if you say to yourself, like, oh, I wouldn't punch without having my feet underneath me. The thing is, if you get your feet underneath you, I'm gonna move out of that distance, and then you're gonna have to move quickly to get me. And then while you're moving quickly, your feet aren't gonna be under you, so you have a choice, which your choice is either I throw an unbalanced strike, or I have to slow down and move in slow. If you move in slow, that's fine. I'm gonna move away again, and so this is what's happening over and over and, and over. And that's the secret of Aikido, you know? that That's the using their force against them, using their mind against them. You right. Know? It's You're forcing them to make a choice. Uh, do they want to attack you? And if they attack you, uh, what what do they give up for that? Right. And I've talked to people who, who like to box about this. And, you know, you know like the, the thing is, you know, they'll, they'll say, oh, well, then why wouldn't you do that in a boxing match? And it's like, because in a boxing match, my goal is to hit you back. I will not win. The referee will call it. They'll say you're running away from the other guy because I would be running away from the other guy. I'm not trying to prove that I'm a better boxer. I already know the other guy's a better boxer, right? So me trying to box with a boxer is absolutely foolish. That guy is very good at that skill set. I'm not gonna try to compete with you. What I'm gonna do is try and move away from you. Now in a sports situation, that's called running away and I would lose the match. In a survival situation, that's called running away and I would live to see another day, right? So like, this is just a different mentality to have. Yeah. Uh, so back to the Atemia. I mean, I think this is an important, you no, know, yeah, we, we are starting totally. to veer off right now, but this is an important thing to hit so people understand the difference between a match where e both people are trying to hit each other, that's different. And when Aikido people are thinking, oh, if I add a Timmy to my Aikido, my Aikido will be successful, and I'll go into an MMA ring, and I'll beat uh, other people because now I know boxing. It's like, no, no, you should get better at boxing then if that's what you want to do, and just forget about Aikido. Right, right. Aikido is not for the the octagon. It's not for the octagon. It will not work in the octagon. I mean, you heard it here first or here last or here wherever. Like, like you're not going to get good at Aikido and win an MMA match. You're never going to do that. Now, you might go study other martial arts and pull off some Aikido movement while in the octagon. That has happened, actually, from several Aikido practitioners. But it's not really Aikido anymore. It's a different mindset, a different philosophy. It's not Aikido. It's a technique. You learned in Aikido and you did it. Cool. But Aikido is not going to make you better in that kind of fighting. And that kind of fighting is just a limited spectrum of the whole range of things that happen in a fight. Right, and that's okay. It's okay to not be good at fighting in the octagon. If that's not your goal, right. who cares? And that if that is your goal, go learn that. That's totally cool. Right. All right, so now that okay. aside. <laughs> um, so are we all, because I, I, I do want to talk a little bit about, I just feel like I'm talking a lot this episode. No, 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 it's totally okay. Um, but um, I do want to talk about why, you know, because earlier I said, uh, I would say that I would agree that Aikido is is like 90% a Timmy. I want to um, talk more about that. I want yeah. to hear that. Um, so let's let's talk about like the meat and potatoes of that, and then then I'll digress and, and talk about some more outside things about that. But basically, atimi is the desire for one body to make contact with another body. Um, and in the the spectrum of conflict that I use, um, like I talk about uh, the range of contact 
And so the range of contact is really where Aikido works. Um, and that is the same range as a boxing martial art or fencing or something like that, right? So kickboxing is a contact art. Um, fencing is a contact art. Kendo is a contact art, right? So those are all contact arts, meaning that it's almost like a game of tag, right? The tags uh, go up in severity, right? So my tag no longer is a little pat. It's, it's something serious. It's a punch or... Right, or a grab know, or, a, you know, stab. something something serious. Yeah. But Aikido plays in this realm of, like, you're trying to make contact with me and I won't let you make contact with me. And that's the whole thing of Aikido is, like, you're trying to get me and you cannot get me. Um, and that's what we're playing in. So it is, the whole thing is about that. Like, you try to get me, I won't let you get me. So you're trying to make contact constantly and I won't allow you to make contact. Or if you do make contact, it's only going to be for a brief moment because I'm escaping that contact as soon as you make it. As opposed to you making contact and me trying to make superior contact to beat you, right? And that's like wrestling, right? Wrestling is you get a hold on me, I get a superior hold so I can throw you. In Aikido, we don't want to do that. I don't want to throw anyone. I don't care about throwing someone. If they get thrown, fine, but what I want to do is be free. Yeah. And we learn even, we, we see and we learn a lot of ways, so even if you do make contact, the contact is glancing, right. your body's moving, you're right. going with the force as opposed to like uh, as opposed to meeting the force and, and sort of taking taking it in. You know, we, we learn to roll around the force, right. we learn to accept the force, right? And that rolling around the force, accepting the force, this is nothing new. This is what is in all the Aikido literature. What is Aikido? It's martial art where we go with them, we use their force against them, all this stuff. This is said over and over and over, but it's in, then after we say that, we go, oh yeah, but I'm gonna box the shit out of them, right? That's what I'm gonna do. Or I'm gonna throw the shit out of them. It's like, no. Right. I think we spend, even though, so in your, under your interpretation of Aikido is 90% Atemi, that would mean that we're mostly playing with the contact area, you know what I mean? Can you get me? No, you can't. Um, you know, like, can I get you? That that area, rather than the post-contact, right. you grabbed me, now what? Right, and that's um, a grappling system, and a struggle system. Right, and that's that's now you're struggling, now you're, you're, you're grappling, now you're trying to throw or escape or whatever the heck. Um, it seems like we spend, as dojos, mostly time in the post-contact Right. Range, you know, right. where, oops, you got me, now what, you know, which I think is important to have skills for the post-contact because it's like, it happens. Sure, you know? it does happen. That's why I've studied other martial arts. They're great for that. It's right. not Aikido's bag. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of times, you know, self-defense-wise in life where someone creeps up on you and it's, you know, you didn't have time to, to get out of the way and look, now they're grabbing you, you know? Yeah. Um, so, right. like, I think that's important, but I think also maybe a little bit too much emphasis put on the post-contact and... And forgetting that a lot of the techniques work best, um, not as throws, but as escapes, as don't grab me anymore. Well, you know? and, I, and I think when we see a Timmy, it's in the context of a technique, in the context of a, of a you know. Escape. So escape. When, I, yeah. when I go to do my katate or ikkyo, I step out a Timmy. Trying to make an escape. A Timmy to the face, right? Um, but see, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think necessarily people think it's trying to make an escape. People right. think, I'm stepping out and hitting him in the face. Right. I'm doing a sweet hit because I want to hit them. Right. I don't want to hit them. And you know, when I say that, I, I don't want that to be mixed up with like, I don't want to hit him because I'm a spiritual angel and I, I, I love and have compassion. It's not that I don't have that stuff, but that's not why. I'm, I'm hitting them to get them to let go of me. If they let go of me without me hitting them, I, I don't need to hit them either, right? right? It's not like, you know, in a sport martial art, you know, so 
Purdue and kickboxing, our goal is to kick each other. In Aikido, my goal is not to kick you or hit you or do anything to you. I just worry about me. I want me to be free. It's inconsequential whether that person gets hurt or not. Right. Of course, I mean, yeah, sure, maybe in my heart I'd like no one to get hurt. But at the end of the day, I'm neither a lethal ninja, nor am I like a pacifist, peaceful, you know? I'm right. somewhere in between where it's like, whatever happens to you isn't really important to me. I just want to be safe. Right, right, right. Well, and I think this is what I was talking about in the beginning when I said, you know, the way that we train, there, there isn't a lot of the Timmy. And I think it's because we focus on the thing, which is the escape. And you can do that a lot of times without an Timmy. Right. You know, you can yeah. do, you can... Uh, set that same katatidori ikkyo up and make an escape without right someone in right face. without worrying about the atemi being uh, the big deal you right. know same with sankyo you know sankyo all the time you the atemi and the sankyo is you turn around get him in the face to extend that arm or whatever um, and it's like yes well when you look but at it like that you don't need that right it, it, it's not it's available it doesn't mean you have to take it. Right, right. And when Josh is saying have to take it, what he's not saying is that like you, you, you should be a peaceful warrior and take the high road. What he's saying is that whether the atemi is hard or not is not really the goal. Like the right. goal is not the hit. The goal is the escape. And so like whether it's a hard hit or whether it's not a hard hit is not really the goal because it's, it's just a piece of how it's all working out. I think we have this fantasy because of mostly living in peaceful societies that don't require us to get in fights and watching movies that like um that pain really puts people on their asses right which i don't think it does if someone means you harm you know getting punched in the face may or may not make them go away um and like i don't know in movies like we see this a lot where someone you know one punch and they're knocked knocked on their ass they're they're clean out you know five shots bullets doesn't hurt them but one punch right right Right. like you know i think it's a weird thing and if you haven't been in a fight which i haven't i'm not saying that i have but i think like we get deluded into like that you know a a punch is gonna like knock them out you know and and so like when you're thinking about doing your and that punch becomes the like oh yeah if it was real then i'd punch the crap out of them you know and if they're still holding on and they're not knocked on their ass out, then I still have to get get them to right, stop grabbing right, me. Right. And so it can't be about the punch. It's right. got to be about, you know, popping free of that grab so I can leave. Hitting someone is a mixed bag. Like, look, sometimes you'll hit someone, not even very hard, and that freaks them out and they'll just fall down because they don't want to get hit anymore. That's a really common thing, right? So, like, you can see that in school grounds. You can see that in bars. You can see that in anywhere where people get in a fight. Sometimes one person gets hit and they've just decided, I don't want to fight anymore. I'll fall down so you take mercy on me and not not mess around, right? So that could certainly happen. It could certainly happen. But also, uh, in boxing matches, I've unloaded on a guy before, hit as hard as I could, and watched him not even flinch. And so, like, that that can't be your... for survival, that can't be your contingent. That can't be make or break. Right. That if I hit them, they're going to die. Right. That can't be it because sometimes you can hit people and you're going to have no effect on them. Right. Um, yeah. And that is different than uh, stabbing someone and and cutting, you know, eviscerating them. Um, then they're going to slow down eventually. Like there's just no way around that. Right. And that's different than a than a strike. Right. Right. So, I think that, to me the importance of the atemi as we see it and like say katate or ikkyo or when we do sankyo like. It's not about, you know, can I eviscerate them with my fist right, or something. Right, it's, right. Um, can this be a distraction for a moment so that I can pop free, you know? Can it 
Can it give me a second? Right. Can it make the distance to pull right. me away from them right. so can my hand cause, will pop out yeah. of their grip? Can you know, like or, that's or what it's doing. To unbalance them, right? Or right. any number of things, right. right? I mean, I think that when you look at it as something other than um, a punch, then you begin to see it. You know, so it's like, look, I punched the dude in the face. Maybe uh, it knocks him out. Maybe, uh, and this is likely. He tries to get his head out of the way, yep. and in doing so, he right. he, he, he unbalances go. the top part of his right. body that allows right. me. So it's, I mean, those are the ways that I think Timmy should be looked at. And then, you know, if we go back to the thing we were talking about earlier, the types of strikes that we have, and you think about putting a weapon in that hand, then you begin to also see um, the the severity. It's not it's not a punch. It's a knife coming at someone's face. Right. 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 And this, this leads to the other, the support stuff I wanted to talk about, about the 90% Aikido is, if you think about the kinds of conflicts samurai were in, or the kind of conflict you would be in if there were multiple people trying to do serious harm to you, you know, like, people always like to bring it back to like, one-on-one, -on -one, my ego versus another person's ego, and I'm going to find out who's the toughest, like, no, a situation where I've already know you're the toughest, right? You and your four right. friends are stronger right, than right. me, more capable than me, better than me. My only chance is to use a weapon to defend myself, to get out of there, right? Like, not to beat you all up but to get out of there, right? Like, I don't want the dust to clear and me be standing there. I just want to be gone, right? right? And so that kind of situation is a weapon situation where I'm going to be moving a weapon around. And this is where we see Aikido's wrist grabs become useful because if I'm trying to swing a weapon to use it, be it a knife or a club or back in the day a sword, right? If you grab my wrist, that takes the functionality out of my weapon and I have to quickly clear it. If I cannot clear it, that clear attempt needs to go into a technique like shionage, kokunage, one of these kinds of techniques we use. Um, so again, we're seeing the importance of a Timmy and Aikido, which is I would have to use a weapon to defend myself. And you stopping me from using the weapon is what the techniques are about, right? I have to be able to clear it so I can again right. use the weapon. Not so I can punch you or, or super sweet front kick you or something, right? So I can use a weapon to save my life. I think all the really basic stuff that we do too, the movement stuff, the Taino Henko that we all, that we practice, or at least we do in our dojo, is like making that space so that you can use your weapon, you know, making sure that you can cut an angle so that you can continue to use your weapon rather than staying on the line and getting grabbed. Um, yeah. I didn't want to uh, get on and get too preachy. I mean, I have very strong opinions about what a Timmy is. Um, and, and, I don't want to say that my way of doing Aikido is absolutely the only way. It's the way we do it at our school, and, and that's the way we look at it. But I think these outlooks offer solutions to those problems, right? They help you understand why Aikido would have the kinds of strikes it does, because they're arm strikes. And if you look at anyone hitting someone with someone else with something, they're using shomen, yokomen, gyaku, yokomen, ski. These are the strikes they're using, right? That, that's the normal way that humans strike, right? Even trained strikers, right? If you look at uh, Screma, they're, they're, they're using shomens and yokomens is what they're using. Those are the kinds of strikes they're using because that's what we do if you look at uh, someone who's good with a knife those are the kinds of strikes they're doing if you look at someone with a sword those are the kinds of strikes they're doing ski showman yokeman because that's what it is so this is a way to understand why our strikes are the way they are then understanding wrist grabs and stuff is a part of like understanding I would be needing to use a weapon in those fashions showman yokeman ski in order to defend myself against a lot of people stronger and more powerful than me and I need to clear my my wrist or it needs to follow into a technique that allows me to get my weapon free. And then more importantly, overall, is a mass of people trying to come to my body to make contact, and I don't want them to exert their greater physical control over me than I have. So while they're trying to make a Timmy on me, they're trying to get to me and make contact, 
I don't want that to happen. So my whole skill set is about not allowing them to do that. And when you look at Aikido like this, it makes a lot of sense as to why someone might say Aikido is really significantly Atimi and why Atimi is very important to Aikido. And also why seeing that um, learning to box is not going to help you get better at Aikido. It's just not the way it is, right? Getting good at Muay Thai is not going to make you better at Aikido. And not that those aren't worthwhile ventures and they're good things to study because they are, but it's different than Aikido. It's a different thing. I, I said the other day, and this is to a bunch of 10-year-olds, I said, hey, so if I went into a boxing gym and I asked the boxing coach, hey, teach me how to escape a headlock, what, what do you think the boxing coach would say? And all the kids just laughed hysterically and they're like, they would tell you you're stupid. They would say, hey, go, go to a wrestling school. You know, these are the things that the boxing coach would say. And that's because boxers don't teach headlock escapes, right? And in Aikido, we don't teach boxing. And that's not because boxing's bad. It's because we have a different way to look at it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's funny because it's like you say this and it makes sense. And I think most Aikido people would agree with you. But then, you know, they, in the same turn, they'll turn around and go, okay, but our strikes aren't good enough. Like, it's really hard to get through people's head that like the stuff that we have, we have it for a reason and it does work. If you look about it not as boxing is the central thing, you know what I mean? Right. Or like we need to hit people with our with our fists only, you know? Right, like, right. It just seems funny that it like. I mean, it's well, really I, hard for people. I to think get. part of the problem is that it's an uh, it's it's an unarmed quote unquote martial art, right? Like um, that's what people think about it, right? Is that it's that it's uh, 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 that even though it comes from the samurai or whatever, it's an unarmed martial art. And so if you take the, the armed part out of it, the, the context gets all screwy. Right. And so if you look at a lot of the techniques, you know, some of the techniques that we do uh, would be for clearing a weapon. Some of the techniques would be for taking a weapon. It's not clear right off which those are if right. you're just doing it, right? So katate doi ikkyo would be for clearing a weapon, right? right? Katateroi Sankyo would be for taking a weapon, right? right? Um, and so, but these aren't things that are necessarily clear right off. And so, as people are trying to figure out like what these techniques do, if they don't have the context, it's like, well, of course the hit's going to be important or whatever, you know, because they don't right. have any other context as to what they might be doing. Right. Right. And so then they look at the, the wrist twist as pain compliance right. mostly, and they're like, yeah, I could, you know, either think on one end, ah, coated ice doesn't do anything, it doesn't really hurt. Or on the other end, you could break someone's wrist, it's brutal. Ah, I, I mean, yeah, on both ends, kind of, yeah. It depends, but it's like, neither of those are its strength, you know? And we talked about that, I think we, we did an episode on coated ice, you know? Yeah. And it's not necessarily either of those that makes it what it is and why it's awesome. Right. It's about, like, right. the ability... To, to take a weapon so easily from someone's hand when it's like that, when it's in a prone position. Right, you know? right, right. Um, but I should have used Shomanuchi, Mikio, and Sankyo as my example. <laughs> Sorry to confuse me. <laughs> I was thinking about it now, I'm like, wait, I'm probably confusing myself. No, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, like, the, you know, the, the, the details don't right. matter. Like, um, and you know, yeah. We, we have an over-obsession right now with unarmed martial arts. We're really obsessed with that, you know? And that's because MMA's in the spotlight and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu's in the spotlight. And so it's like, oh yeah, look, that's that's what martial arts are about. And it's like, really, no, historically, martial arts are about weapon use. Um, 
And if you look at like Western martial arts, for example, like those people do very little unarmed martial arts, yeah. right? It's a part. They do wrestling and and uh, some of them are into like some some turn of the century boxing stuff. But like really, they're into weapon stuff, and that's because that's what martial arts are about. Because we're in a situation where I need to be serious about saving myself, yeah. and that involves a weapon. Yeah, um, Chris, you did a seminar a while back on just understanding weapons, all kinds of weapons, and I feel like that really opened my eyes to like the availability of a weapon in any situation. You know, like understanding that a weapon's not just a knife or a heavy stick. Right. It can be literally anything. You right. know, and if you can find something that you can hold in your hand, you know, and throw or hit with or, you know, whatever, like there's a weapon wherever you look. Right. And so to think that um, you know, martial arts are mostly unarmed Especially if you're trying to defend yourself, well, no, you're probably going to pick something up, whatever's near you, and use it. Right. I mean, <laughs> my number one uh, example of this is, you know, when you hear something loud late at night, do you run down to box them in your living room, or do you look for something to hit them with, right? Do you look you for a golf club or your gun or a kitchen whatever, knife yeah. or whatever, right? And that's what people do because we're tool users, and this is also why we're in charge of the planet and lions or something aren't in charge of the planet, right? Lions are way stronger and more powerful than us. So if we tried to always wrestle yeah, lions, they would, lion yeah, they would own the planet right now. But instead, we got real clever and we decided we could use tools, and so then we beat the lions or whatever creature, right? That's why humans run the planet. We use weapons. We're tool users. And so our martial arts systems are also about tool use. Yeah. And that's not to say that there's moments where you maybe don't have something, but it's really down the line, I think, from being able to use a weapon. When I started to have the realization, you know, after the Dog Brothers fight, and I started to realize, like, oh, Aikido's about weapons exchange. Like, that's what's happening is there's something, something going on with weapons. Um, and I remember thinking, like, oh, well, I'm glad I know mixed martial arts stuff because then if I don't have a weapon, I can defend myself. But, you know, if I'm lucky enough to have a weapon, then, oh, the Aikido stuff's pretty good, too. And then it slowly dawned on me that if I want to, I can make it so I almost never am without a weapon, right? Especially if I understand improvised weapons and how to gather weapons from my surroundings and where there are natural weapons constantly, then I just about never have to be unarmed. And so when I started to realize that, I was like, actually, if I want to worry about self-defense, Aikido is a better style of system than any of this unarmed stuff is, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It, it makes everything make a lot more sense. Right. The, the understanding, the weapons aspect of right. that. I think it's what a lot of people are confused about. Yes, uh, yeah. And, and, yeah. And just what Itemi means, necessarily, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, taking it out of, you know, I think if you take it out of the context of a particular technique as well, um, it helps them. Yeah. You know, if you get too focused on, I do Utemi at this point on this technique, and at this point on this technique, and at this point on this technique. Oh, and there's Utemi here as I'm coming through with my elbow or whatever. Right. Um, and those are all legitimate things, but uh, not necessarily. Um, they, they, it could get confusing. So. There's yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I would like, uh, I would like it to be clear. The person when I'm saying this, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just. Unarmed striking are not very advanced techniques. They're not, you can't really bank on them right. too much, you know? Um, and so it's like if you're really worried about self-defense, then uh, you shouldn't be looking a lot at unarmed stuff. Like you should know how to hit, sure, uh, and, and go box for six months and you'll get the basic concepts and then practice for a year on a heavy bag. You'll be able to hit pretty hard. Um, but, uh, 
but what you really should be doing is focusing most of your time on a weapon exchange, you know, because that's what you're going to do in a self-defense situation. Now, if you're not interested in self-defense stuff, then just go study boxing or kickboxing or whatever it is you want to do or MMA, whatever it is you want to do and go do that and quit trying to, to, to mix up your Aikido and your, and your boxing. All right, that's it. <laughs> that's it, um, Josh, Josh is pulling the plug right now. Thirty-nine <laughs> minutes, forty-six seconds, boom, and that's boom. boom. They're done. Uh, no, but I think we, I think we did. We I gave we a did pretty solid yeah. overview for people, and I think um, maybe inserted some questions into people's minds that they might have, so we can uh, hopefully hear from them. So let's go ahead and uh, thank our Patreon. If we can grab it up here, uh, I'm trying. Um, our, our patients. So I go to log in, and then it's like, um, this device isn't verified. Let me send oh. you an email. Wait. We gotta go back. Yep. Look. That's weird. Well, so we have patrons, and there's a lot of them. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll add them. I'll <laughs> add them in post. Yes. So. Uh, sorry, patrons. Well, well, I, you'll hear me talking in one second. <laughs> Thank you very much. We really appreciate all of you guys. Um, and we're working on something to try and give back to you to thank you because you know it's really over and beyond for you guys to um, give us a little something to help us out and so we really do appreciate it. It's inspiring it. to us and plus we're getting better equipment and better stuff so yeah, it's, it's, gonna it's be good really for awesome. you guys, good for all of yeah. us. Soon enough. Um, um, is there anything else? How send us, we have to yeah, send us any topic ideas that you have if there's anything that you want to hear about that yeah. you haven't heard us talk about. Please let us know. Um, we're always searching for topic ideas. And if you're interested um, in uh, meeting us, you can come to Combat Con. Uh, oh yeah. August second through the eighth. Yeah. Combat um, in Con Las in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. You should teaching a class on Aikido. Yeah, it's super good. There you go. Um, what are the classes you're teaching? Do you... uh, the ineffable truth of Aikido and why it's the most practical martial art on the planet. Boom. That's a hot statement. The so. art of accord when fighting just won't work. There you go. Number two. And. Uh, Heinz Spectrum of Conflict, which is basically my overview of how conflict works, how it plays out the different stages of conflict, and how you can solve for each stage. There you go. So those are three really, uh, as someone who has seen all three of these classes, uh, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff there for people that would be kind of eye-opening and really help them understand uh, whatever martial art they are doing. So if you are possibly coming to Combat Con or just happen to be in Vegas around that time, you should definitely check it out. And uh, We're also going to be podcasting from Vegas, so we'll probably put a bunch in the bank while we're there because the three of us will be together doing nothing but martial arts for three days, four days straight. So there you go. It's going to be very exciting. Also, I wanted to say real fast, um, if you guys haven't already, uh, drop us a, a rating or a review on iTunes or whatever podcast listening service you're on. I don't think you can do it on SoundCloud, but if you're listening on iTunes... I know you can do it on there. It helps Google us out, Play. pops us up to the top for people who are looking for podcasts about Aikido. It's a real niche market. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, give pop us a review. Give us, send us a topic ideas. Yeah, we love topic ideas. Um, or you know, whatever you want to say to us, send it over. We're Aikido of Fresno on Facebook and uh, Aikido Fresno on Instagram and Twitter uh, and, on Twitter. and on Twitter. Um, so yeah. Send, right. us, send us your thoughts. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. We'd like to thank our patrons, John Smith, Rob Kitson, Urbano, Lenny Acuna, Jim Sullivan, Matt Riley, Warwick Dean, Grant Templin, and Ted Rose. Thanks a lot, guys, for being our patrons. We appreciate that.